What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. How was your weekend, man? Uh, hazy, man. Hazy. The weekend hazy, was hazy. Yeah. Uh, you didn't feel it in your area? I didn't feel because I think I was too preoccupied with the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I think I took a shower three times yesterday. Yeah. It, it was, was uh, too hot. September was the hottest month ever. So hottest September ever on record. In but the there's where in October now. Yeah, yeah, no. So I'm saying September has bled on to October. Like. I, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I global, see, I see. Global warming is real. Like. Maybe it'll be the hottest October like, ever. Possible. But funny know. thing was this, because of this haze, mm. uh, I think it was the first time in my life where I... I really felt like geographical differences in Singapore really mattered. Uh. Oh, is it? Like in the West, apparently it was like clear. It was clean. It was but in clear. the East was bad. You know, Central and South were bad. So it was like, oh, if you want, like I was planning to go out with friends and all. And uh. We wanted to do some outdoor stuff. We we're like, oh, you know, maybe we should all head to the West. To the West. To do things. <laughs> west is To the best. West. Stay away from the East. Stay away from the South. Yeah. Wallah. That's the first time in my life, in my 40 plus years, that I've felt that way about Singapore. Lah. Yeah. Well, I was in the East and Central for the most part. Lah. You didn't feel it at all? Lah. I don't know, man. I mean, it felt hazy, but the bigger thing, the more immediate thing was the heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it just came all together. I'm guessing the haze also didn't help with the temperature. Yeah, yeah, of course it didn't help. Right. Yeah. It traps, traps the heat and all. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. just annoying. Yeah. Um, But apart from that, weekend was, was good. Uh. I, I went to high to watch no. no no high rocks high, <laughs> high rocks. rocks yeah what's that which is like this thing that my my wife took part um yeah. is this competition where you do like eight one kilometer runs and eight sets of exercises in between mm-hmm. and people take part in teams and relays so she took part in a team and it's 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 intense man it was mm. a national stadium the whole national stadium was booked out by them uh, and why is it called high rocks. Uh, it's uh, that's the name uh, HYROX it's an international oh, company okay, that H-Y-R-O-X. does these sort of events and all like, like, like it's like CrossFit like like hit, the heat workouts okay, and all okay. that like. no I thought you meant like high like I got high or like you know things oh yeah like no, 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 high no, no. rocks I was like yeah. well, what, what kind of event I think some people think that it's a climbing event yeah because you know high yeah. rocks yeah 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 but it's not okay yeah, so you not went not to watch or you went to participate I went to support her support who uh, my wife oh so she participated yeah she participated and then where did she how did she place uh, it's one of those that because there are 3,000 people taking part mm. in like the open category, the pro category, the relay. So her relay, she just, they just got a timing. Uh, I see, I see. Uh, so no no cash prize or anything. No cash prize. Uh, okay, in fact, okay. you pay to compete. You pay to compete. Uh, you pay to compete. Yeah. So they get the cash prize. I see, I see. Uh, the but company you, gets the cash prize. You pay for the timing uh, to get a timing at the end of it. But it's a legit timing. Uh, it's legit. Yeah, 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 they, they never rank you according to how much you pay. Uh. You don't even get a cert or something at the end I think of you it. get a cert. Uh. You get a cert, you get a t-shirt and stuff like that. But like. you have to pay for that. It's like that, a marathon. Uh. You know, you pay and uh, you get stuff in return. So basically, you're paying for someone to tell you that you're you're fit, lah. Basically, yes. Uh, but unlike a marathon, yeah. uh, this one they have equipment that not everyone has access to, lah. Like a marathon, technically you can run forty two kilometers on your anyway, own. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's different, lah. This one, this one they have some some stuff and yeah. everyone's together and sweaty and in case ripped. you're ripped. But in case you're wondering why I'm asking all these questions, is because it's also related to what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And I mean, okay, like, in- interesting debatable topic. Mm. It's not life-changing. Not life-changing. But, but it's interesting. But, but it's on everyone's lips, right? Is it on everyone's lips? Anyone who eats, eats food, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, the market of people who eat food in eat Singapore. Eat food and Googles, and Googles <laughs> for food. Like, and yeah, Googles yeah, yeah. for food. Cool, mm. man. But before we jump into it, uh, is there anything you'd 
you like to say? Yeah, if you're new to this podcast or you've been following us for a while, but you haven't, hit the follow button or the subscribe button wherever you're listening to us too, whether it's YouTube or Spotify or mm. other Google, uh, other podcast platforms. Please do so. I think that's the best way to, you know, keep the community growing and keep us uh, yeah, producing more content for you guys. Keep us growing as well. Mm. Uh, and if you want to work with us, you're a brand, you're an individual, you're a person looking for work, uh, just reach out at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Yeah. If you want to Google the email address, remember to spell it properly, ministryoffunny.com. Yeah. And if you want us to reply to your email faster, we can, you can, we'll, that comes at a price of uh, $600. Yeah. Your email will be prioritized. Correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but it's a perfect segue into our first topic. La. Why you say that, Terrence? Why? Oh, the first topic, la, the first yeah. topic. Which is, um, yeah, so food, food blogging gone wrong, eh? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Or depending. maybe it's like, yeah, yeah, depending. Yeah. So basically, it's the curious case of uh, SethLouis.com. Um, it's a famous food blogger website in Singapore. Like, been mm. around since mm. 2014, I believe. Yep. Um, and they got into a little bit of a kerfuffle because on 5th October, there was a owner of a of a big a cafe, I believe, mm. um, who posted um, a screenshot from an email that she got from someone from Seth Louis. Like, just mm. basically saying that um, okay, we are launching a new listicle featuring the best places to eat in Everton Park. Mm. I just wanted to see if you'd like to take up a spot as an advertising effort for your place. Yeah, here are the deliverables. So it's a if you pay, you get added to the listicle. Mm. Um, hundred and fifty to two hundred words. We wanted two uh, photos per merchant. If you want to be, because it's a listicle, right? There's mm. a list. Mm. If you want to be at a top spot, you pay six hundred dollars more. Wait, can we verify? Do you have to pay to be in the listicle? So they, they well, I mean, from my reading yeah. of the email, it was it was kind of ambiguous whether you were already part of the listicle. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, because they said we are launching a new listicle, just wanted to see if you'd like to take up a spot as an advertising effort for your place. I mean, mm. one could argue that advertising implies some sort of transaction, lah. Mm, but you could argue that you could take up a spot even without being an advertiser, la, right? True. La. Yeah, yeah. They don't say whether you've already been selected or anything. True, la, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why the whole thing is very grey. Yeah. Um, so so the, the rest of the, uh, the email goes on to say, yeah, okay, if you want the number one spot, it is $600, but it's taken. Mm. But the number two and number three spots for $500 and $400 respectively are still open. Mm. The listing will remain for a minimum of one year. Photo and information will be provided for by the client, inclusive of social media boosting, two rounds of draft, and a couple of examples of articles they had written before, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the North Point City Food Guide, the Labrador Park Food Guide. Yeah. And for a random spot, they say yeah. it's $2,300 net. Random spot. That means just to be featured. Uh, yeah. Without, uh, without ranking one or two or three. That means it will come up to 2000 plus plus the additional mo- money to be ranked. Yeah. But if that's only for the top three spots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you look at the other articles, they can go up to like 15 different E3s. Yeah, yeah. So I still agree that like what you said, it's not clear whether they would say, they would still feature if this person yeah. says no. Wait, so it does mean this, the email does imply that you need to pay to be on the listicle, la, regardless of what spot it is. Um. So, okay, so... I guess we can start diving into it a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, like, uh, of course, a lot of people were chatting online. Mm. And then Seth Louis, a uh, spokesperson, first responded. Um, and then the founder himself, yeah. Seth Louis, yeah. uh, responded. 
saying that there are times where even if it's not paid, they will still mm. feature someone. Mm. Uh, and sometimes if they really feel that someone doesn't quit the the cut it, they would drop them lah. Of course, there's yeah. no paid there lah. Yeah, yeah. So in this case, I would imagine there might be a circumstance. Let's say they get fourteen, uh, and then the fifteenth one doesn't feel doesn't want to pay, but they still feel they should be on it, uh. giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It might still be there, lah. Yeah, yeah. But it's not explicit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that's why I think there's a lot of controversy because is everything's very ambiguous. Like yeah. you and I read this thing and we both took away two different things. Mm. Correct. Right. Yeah. So when you saw this, Papa, how do you how do you catch wind of this? Uh, social media. Social Again, media. Yeah, it just it was just out there. Mm. Um, and yeah, this I think, uh, wasn't too surprised by a lot of it. Mm. Uh, but I think it's interesting to dive into the details a little bit. Because, yeah. I mean, we also, uh, you know, media company, do we do take uh, sponsored ads and stuff for our podcast and all, right? Mm. Uh, and there's certain guidelines that we have in place. Um, then just reading about what Seth Lee is doing, I feel like um, yeah, maybe those their guidelines need to be more transparent and, and, and clearer. But, but what? how about you? Like, why, why do you, why did this uh, tickle your fancy so much? Uh, you wanted to talk about it the first thing on Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. First thing. Huh? Aside from like all the world affairs, like wars yeah. going on and everything. Even but this morning when I messaged your articles, <laughs> morning, man. And then the article is boom. boom. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, because, I mean, I've, I've known about them for uh, a while. They kind mm. of like started similar to our time when we started doing this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, they've grown so good for them. But um, I think because... A lot of people online are saying, ah, there's all this influencer blogger crap is nonsense. Mm. Why do we even need to care? Mm. I think it's important to talk about because there are a lot of these sort of publications around. Yeah. And when I want to Google a place to eat uh, when I need to plan something, mm. um, I do refer to websites like this. Lah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a preference. I know some people are damn hardcore. Yeah. But if it, if it means influencing people's decisions, I think it's important to talk about how these content gets created. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. And also he had uh, his own uh, personal statement, right? Or yeah. a company statement about this where I think the headline was titled Do All Media Companies or Media Publications Have to Go Through This? Right? Yeah. Uh, so I so think, yeah. It's a, uh, you can sense his frustration in having to deal with this issue, like this yeah. problem. Addressing the drama, does every media publication have to go through this? This drama. The yeah. drama. Yeah. The drama. Someone being dramatic. So like what, what just just listening I mean just reading through and you know, all what's what's your feel of the the sentiment across the internet uh? what, um, do, what do the netizens feel Yeah I think people are saying yeah all this yeah you know, like you are like, shitting on influencers and everything mm. um but I I think that you can still differentiate between um different influencers just based on their ethical practices and all that mm, right mm. And there are, you can say, yeah, everyone, to some extent, uh, influences, like, right? takes money to write about things, to create content about things and all. But how they do it and, and how transparent they are about it can differ like, from person to person. And mm. we know it because we've been in the space ourselves, like, right? Mm. Of, uh, you know, taking ads and, and, you know, being transparent about things. And even down to, like, um, uh, getting people to sign... Uh, uh, release forms and things like that, like, right? Mm. Are, everyone has very different practices. Not saying that ours is the best, but we, you know, we work with what we we can do, like, right, to the, to our best extent to make it to make things as as clear as possible. Mm. Um, so I, I think it's interesting to dive into what they are doing or not doing mm. and trying to 
compare that with what could have been done better. Lah. Mm. I, I'm not sure if anyone else is doing it, whether it's uh, Miss Tam Jiang and all these people. Mm. But maybe could have been done better. Lah. But, but for you, like, um, just hearing about, uh, just hearing about this incident as well, what is your, what was your first impression lah, of, of everything? It must be, was it, he must be like, it must have fucked up or whatever. Uh, I mean, I've heard whisperings. Whisperings. Uh, whisperings, which is why okay. I, I won't go into the whisperings. Okay. Uh, but, uh, or at least not even relating to Seth Louis in general. In mm. general, content creators, lah, right? Of course, yeah. Uh, influencers and all that. I've, I've heard, I've seen, I've experienced. So, of course, like any industry, there's always these kind of shady things going on, lah. Yeah. And subjectively shady, lah. Mm, but mm, when mm. this case came up and I, and I looked through the post and his response, it just felt like, yeah, la, like his response was annoying, la, the Seth Louis response, the mm. official response. Yeah. Um, because it took a very like, um, yeah, la, like a, a, in some way, playing the victim, does every media publication have to go through this? Mm. Some things he said in his, in, in the clarification. La, um, first, they said it's confidential business information, which mm. the original poster refuted after yeah. that. Because it was an unsolicited email that was sent yeah. to her, right? Yeah, unsolicited email. That they were doing an article about Everton Park, which is where her bakery is. Yeah, yeah. And would you like to be featured in this? Right? Yeah. So then, then they said, okay, like our intention has always been to provide valuable services. Uh, he talked about his process of discovering new places, basically mm. through social media and Google. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the job of the writers is to eat as many of at as as many of those places as possible and write about them. Honestly, they have a strict methodology. And then clarify the misconception from the post is that mm. they randomly pick E3s even if they haven't eaten there yeah. and send them proposals. Um, and then he qualified that by saying if that was the case, then they would just target all the biggest F&B mm. players mm. and it will squeeze out all the small ones. So so he did say they do a lot of organic content. La. They found this one, 4.7 star rating from 140 reviews, felt it was mm. good. Um, and they reached out la. Mm. Uh, and then they did say that whenever there is a paid entry a disclaimer for branded sponsored content is placed clearly at the end of those articles mm. and every review expresses a genuine opinion mm. uh, and then yeah la, uh, great value in community feedback and uh, and all that jazz so that yeah. was the official statement yeah. but if you read the comments on the Facebook post for that uh, from some of him and some of his employees also mm-hmm. doesn't paint a very good picture la. ex-employees la, right uh no, oh, actually current. some yeah, oh, some I saw really? yeah, okay, yeah, okay. some I saw. They're basically defending him mm, Oh defend okay, okay, employees defending him. Yeah, employee defenders. And how I know employees because I click on their Facebook profile, it's public. Mm. One of them is the editor in chief mm. and she was calling people who don't understand why it's not an issue, digital illiterates. <laughs> then I'm like, yo man. Yeah. Yeah. So so like I think I think there are there are many issues with it. Uh because Okay, like every media business, they need to generate reviews, mm, mm. Uh, uh, revenues. Revenue, right? And a lot of media businesses, including us, yeah. you do ads. La. Yeah. But like the, the way they did stuff was a bit annoying. La. Yeah, I think can break it down a bit la, as you were talking about it. Um, yeah, the idea of uh, a sponsorship, la, right? Um, mm. I think over the years we've learned, yeah, you kind of really need to be transparent when something's paid for, la, right? And even this instance, the the fact that it's a listicle, right? Mm. And the fact that you're mixing in uh, sponsored sponsored spots with like organic spots, mm. right? 
And then the disclaimer is only all the way, either at the top or the end of the article. So you don't know which one is actually mm. someone paid to be sponsored or what, right? Yeah. Uh, that to me is a bit of a red flag already, right? Mm. The fact that you are using the fact that because it's a listicle but not being clear about it. Because it's like Google search. Sometimes you search for something, there will be some sponsored searches that come up, right? But yeah. it's, to me, it's clear that these are sponsored searches. It's, it's listed there. These are sponsored or that. Just because it's a list of of results doesn't mean that they just mix in the sponsored searches with yeah. with what like. Yeah. So I think it can be done where it's clearer that you know um, who's who sponsored ad or because you would want to know as a consumer if yeah. you're reading it and someone even paid even just to be to be bumped up higher on the list or something. I think it's you should you should know that right. Mm. I don't think it should be mixed in with someone who you know wasn't part of uh, wasn't a paying client or what lah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But what what do you think of that? Nah? I mean, okay, so like there are a few website uh web pages on their site that I tried mm. to look for about the whether there's anything listed as sponsored content. Like. Yeah. So the two examples that they put in the email that was sent to the original poster mm. both don't have anything. Don't have anything. So okay. I mean, okay, then I was trying to think, okay, maybe they're just showing examples, which is what we have done in the past. Also. Yeah. Yeah. When we are working with a client, we send them a video that may not be sponsored content. Yeah, let's say yeah, like we can send a video of us talking to Ng Kok Song or Tang Kin Lian yeah. because those were very in the news like recently. Yeah, right? and that's yeah. stuff we have done. Yeah, and would you like to work with us on a paid or or a commission podcast like? mm. So even then, when they send it, I'm like, okay, I still can imagine it's not it's not uh, shady stuff like. Yeah, you're sending examples of what the article could look like. Mm. But then when I go on the website. Uh, I know, I think in the UK and Australia, there are very strict laws about sponsored content. Like yep. it has to be, you need to use the hashtag on social media. It needs to be front and center yep. uh, and as clearly as possible. So on their website, uh, how I found a few was like, I go to the search bar, I key in like sponsored or something. Mm. And even one of the things, and I'll, and I'll put an example uh, in, in the show notes also. Yep. 21 best brunch spots in Singapore. It says this post contains sponsored content mm. and there are 21 restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So then it feels like, okay, it contains sponsored content, but is it all sponsored content? Yeah. Because even Mothership, they are quite explicit uh, most of the time. No, I think all the time all that I've time, seen yeah. that this is sponsored content. Yeah. Um, so sure, it's mixed in with other articles, but it stands alone as its own sponsored article, right? Yeah, correct, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. So everything in the article, you kind of need to understand that it is not purely objective. Yeah, yeah. Because if anyone's thinking, oh, you can get paid and be objective, it's, it's, it's tough, it's right? Tough, yeah. We have also worked with clients in the past on our podcast with, with partners where um, if we if we didn't work with them, we may have asked a few questions that... that we didn't ask on that podcast, like, mm, mm, mm. but we try to make it as clear as possible that this is clearly sponsored. Yeah. So then in this case, yeah, la, it, it, it feels like um, that, that argument, which is very apparent on Facebook, that how else you expect, I mean, you can't be expecting people to go and review the restaurants for free, right? Mm, mm, right. Mm, yeah. So then like, okay, uh, of course, this is not a charity. You still need to make money, but maybe it's their tone of response, which I found like, eh, uh, it's very like you're immediately like that that whole tone of oh everyone who doesn't understand this is a di- digital illiterate. Yeah. No, I think you're pointing out something that is important is that it it seems like the structure of the article it, it appears to almost um hide a sponsorship somewhat. You know, if you know mm. what I mean, like 21, 21 uh places listed. How many of them are sponsored? You yeah. don't know. It's like it's a black box, right? Yeah. You wouldn't know. So that's where. 
I think uh, can be done better. La. I think it can be more apparent whether it's having a, you know, a, a color-coded section or something that says that this part was sponsored or whatever, la, right? Mm. Or who exactly, even this thing, who sponsored, la, right? Yeah. That would be helpful. I think, uh, yeah, just because it's a listicle doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that you can't carve out the sponsored section. La. But then, like, okay, I don't know how Michelin Star Guide works. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these big-ass restaurant reviews work. I remember in advertising, uh, when I was a naive young executive working in a company doing marketing, uh, we were nominated for some marketing award. Mm-hmm. Uh. I was like, oh, fuck yes, man. Yeah. This is my calling and all this mm. shit. Then after that, it was followed, okay, uh, to win the award, you need to be present. And to be mm. present, you need to buy buy a table of 10 seats, like, which yep. will cost $3,000. Yep, yep, yep. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait. I mean, can we just attend and win the award? Yeah. Uh, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you have to pay to attend. Yeah. So then after that, the more I saw it, the more I'm like, okay, there are certain industries that work this yeah. way. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I would let, like, I, I don't think the awards we won at the Asian Creative Academy Awards were yeah. bought because yeah, yeah. Uh, all we paid was a submission fee. Yeah. Right. But it's almost like if you see this sort of awards thing, there's all, you always take it with a pinch of salt. Mm, so mm. then, what do you think about the argument saying that as a reader reading these blogs, right? Yeah. Of course, it's not objective. Mm. You form your own opinions, but mm. you just read up a bit about them and then you go Google more. Um, I mean, yeah, you can you can argue that it's similar to your marketing awards. Uh. Yeah. If you all don't believe in paying for it, then don't be part of it. Uh. Yeah, don't be then part don't of it. Then don't have the award. Uh. It's yeah. fine, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you could say, yeah, like, in, the, in this space of food reviewers as well, if you don't, if you, if you don't, um, if you don't think that it's uh, objective or what, then just don't read it, lah, right? Don't mm. follow his recommendations. Mm. Uh, but I I would guess, I would say the probable, probable difference between those two scenarios is that this is one of the bigger food reviewers in mm. Singapore, lah, mm. right? Uh, if not, I don't know if the biggest or one of the bigger ones, are, like you're saying, like mm. they've got hundreds of thousands of followers and, and you know, a lot of people uh, visit the site and all. Lah. Yeah. Uh, whereas your marketing award thing, um, it's not something uh, everybody. It's not something that everybody uh, can access or participate in, la, mm-hmm. right? And it's a very. It's, I mean, it's an industry thing. It's, a, it's very niche for the industry and all, that. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like um, a bit different, la. I, I would say one one is closer to a, a you know a public service that no, not say public service, but something that a lot of people access and take for granted as as a chief source source of information, la, mm. right? Whereas the marketing awards, everyone knows that, you know, their, their stuff is for the industry, it's more subjective, doesn't affect day-to-day life of most people, right? Mm. Uh, but food reviews, food reviews, the big ones especially, I think are much more influential. Can change lives. Uh. Not say change lives, but much more influential uh, that way, right? Yeah. Because, like, um, more influential, but at the same time, they're ultimately a private company. Mm-mm. Like, I know some of his responses personally was like, if you, for to the person who posted, la, mm. we email you, if you don't want, you don't take it. La. Like, yeah. well, well, why why you want to cause all this drama? Yeah. Right. Uh, and this, because industry, she, she did post hashtag, it's a scam. Yeah. La. yeah. Which <laughs> so, I think, okay, la, then, a bit extreme to say it's a scam per se, la, right? Yeah. Be- mm. Yeah, because then, like, like I, I give Setly again the benefit of the doubt that they do do organic reviews. Yeah. But where it becomes an issue is like how organic is organic. Mm. And it's almost like like you know an example where you have twenty one restaurants, you say this post contains sponsored content. It yeah. could be one, it could be twenty. Yeah. So then you look at it and like 
it is a ranking, lah, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just purely no ranking. Yeah, you can't just say hey, this is. It's like last time in school, like in primary school. Oh, mm. there are twenty-one people, twenty-one students in class. I'll just put you by number. Yeah, yeah. You won't be okay with being twenty-one, one, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So, so there's an inherent ranking there. But mm. just looking on Facebook, a lot of people are. Uh, there's a lot of defending of of Seth Louis, lah. Mm. Uh, of course, it's on the on the post and. I mean, it's just certain certain people you can tell their employees like, and they're so open about calling. It just blows my mind that there are some digital illiterates who think we are all running a charity. We have yeah. always been clear with which post contains branded content and 90% of our content is organic. Nobody sees the good work you do, especially when you help establishments as well. Mm. I just hope people move on from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it just feels like ugh, like a, as, a, as a content creator. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Terrence? Um, I think it's true lah. If you don't want, if you don't, uh, want to read the content, then just don't read it. Don't engage with it and all. Mm. Um, but that's it. As a content creator, as as a food reviewer, a lot of people, uh, want you to be objective lah, right? Mm. And I think, um, maybe they can, you know, like like I think address this with more, rather rather than calling a person a digital illiterate or something like that lah, right? Uh, I think it can be addressed a bit more uh, with with a view towards like, rebuilding the, any trust that could potentially be mm. lost, la, right? Mm. And and really explain, try, maybe trying to meet the person and explain to them the context of things, la, right? Because mm. right now it just seems like uh, both sides putting out statements to refute each other um, when where they could have, you know, collaborated, collaborated together or worked together or found how can they, how could they have improved the experience of you know uh of you know even just how the email is worded and all because mm. I think the email was clearer about their intentions and, and and how they make things uh a bit more transparent uh actually I wouldn't have that big an issue with it lah. but like even yeah even the start of this podcast we were quite unclear about what exactly the email meant lah, right is it are you telling me that you're writing this and I must pay you to be included or are you telling me that I'm already in it and that uh you just wanted to ask if I want to be mm. my ranking to be boosted or something like right. Um, mm. So so that can be communicated better to their potential clients, and also in within the article, it can I, I think it can be more clearly communicated to the reader which posts uh, which which listings are sponsored or not mm. Yeah. But then you know in those sort of things where okay they're not breaking any laws mm. right, uh, and every business can run its own business the way it wants to as long as it's not breaking laws la. Yeah. Maybe for them it's like okay. Uh, in some way, if we make it explicitly clear, mm. uh, there'll be like 100% trust. Mm. But if we make it 100% trust and maybe 30% revenues, mm. right? Mm. 30% profit. Uh, if we make it maybe like 90%, 80% transparent, we got 60% profit. Mm. Mm. And you know, like with more profit, we can hire more people, do more reviews, we can help more establishments, Terrence. Yeah. Yeah. So isn't that better for a greater good? Uh, if people are still consuming yeah. the content, yeah. going to their website, reading the stuff, maybe understanding or not understanding that, okay, this is not purely organic, but they still get the info they need. Uh, no, like that, I think, but then you really need to think about, uh, when you talk about digital literacy, like, right? I mean, the big problem we have with digi- digital literacy these days are scams, mm. fake news, and all these things, like, right? Mm-hmm. So I would argue that um, if you are an advocate for digital literacy, uh, and you're a big brand and influential and everything, you should be taking the the big steps of making sure a lot of things are more transparent and clearer. Mm. As opposed to, you know, uh, 
uh, using the argument of a greater good to try and uh, to try and uh, you know fudge your way past this idea of transparency, mm. But that's me, la. Maybe I live in an idealistic you world. More high ground, la, <laughs> Fucked up, la, you. But because it's because I don't think it's that difficult. So it's almost like uh, it's. I don't think it's that difficult to to try and you know find ways to be more transparent to to really get people to trust you and all but, that. You know, you have that feeling which I, I also have and I think mm. we've also discussed that the moment you put that it's sponsored, right? It loses a bit of appeal. Uh. Of course it does. Right. So it's a, that, that's, that's the trade-off that they have to balance uh, as yeah. opposed to trying to to have, to, to have your cake and eat it also. Uh, mm. Where I have sponsored posts but I also like don't want to, to risk any trust that people have in my content, uh, right? Mm-hmm. By not being super upfront about it. Uh. Yeah. In this case, it just feels to me like... Uh, yeah, it's not being super upfront. You know, mm. it's not an accidental thing or what. You know, they obviously have thought about this and even the email that we read or that is exposed that has been shown to us is is uh, quite ambiguous, lah, right? Mm. And and uh, for such a big company, a long history or that, it's not like, it's not an accidental thing or intern who wrote it or anything like that, lah, right? It's yeah. Probably, even the idea of like, oh, you know, the first spot stick, then you can try second spot, third spot. Yeah, that's not- <laughs> scarcity marketing like, right you know like oh you know <laughs> only one slot left yeah that kind of feel there's that kind of feel to it like, like you don't you didn't need to tell anybody about that like, right you could just mention that we have a slot available mm-hmm. like, but it's the whole oh, first slot for more, right? yeah. more so so it just has a feel like it's a concerted effort to do it it's not like oh you know we're so busy trying to to work for the greater good that's why that's mm-hmm. why we're doing this like, yeah so yeah so uh, and it's one of those things that also the less transparent you are, the more people will fill in the gaps on their own. Because like. yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. what is their process then? They go to like, let's say, Bidok, they they try like 50 E3s. Mm. They think, okay, these 25 are not bad. Let's, let's, they've all passed our internal checklist in terms of quality. Mm. Let's email them all mm. and pitch them all this and how many people agree, then we write a listicle on that. Like. Mm. Even if only six of them agree, mm. You have a listicle of six, no point, la, right? So yeah. then we include 15. La. Yeah. So the ones that the six get, the top six and then the nine. So, yeah. But, but just, I, I don't, we don't even know if yeah, that's the process. Speculation. Purely speculation. Because he's made it, I think they've made it patently clear. As mm, as say. Patently clear. Uh, they made it clear that they rely on Google reviews mm. to also make assessment of whether they should feature a restaurant, la, right? Yeah, yeah. So is there really that process of going down and eating at all the places and all that? Such a robust process or is it like, let's scan through Google reviews first and see. La. So I, I I think that's the thing. La. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but we don't know. And now it seems out in the open that hey, the, the whole process is a bit like shady, a bit like, okay, what's sponsored, what's not sponsored, and do they even eat the food before they, they talk about about uh, about it in their listing mm. and all that. Maybe uh, next time I try, like next time you and your wife come over to my house for the Bawali, right? I'll, yeah. I'll serve you like 10 dishes. I'll like, Terrence, yeah. this contains home-cooked food. <laughs> One of them. One of them is yeah, home-cooked food. Yeah, yeah. Nah, enjoy. And then if you have a good meal, yeah. then I'll be like, yeah, fucking, surprise, I'm surprise. such a good host. Yeah, <laughs> I'm such a good host. Yeah, yeah. This whole meal was home-cooked. Mm. Yeah, because it contains home cooked meal. Mm. But all I did was like some chutney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else. So you feel cheated? So would you feel cheated? Yeah, you feel cheated. <laughs> Why? You still had a good meal. Right? 
it's a good meal, but you, like the best Indian food of your life, no? But you want that it to feel like it came from the heart. It was made from the heart. Uh. Hey, when I was keying in on on the the delivery, I was like, wow, my heart was in it. Still different, still different, still yeah, different. Yeah. Uh. So it becomes the, hand, the, the trusting hand oils in the food and everything, like, right? Was oh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all part of the process. Yeah, it's like, a trusting, yeah. like. It's yeah. a trusting. I mean, right? especially in the business of reviews. Where yeah. there is inherently trust involved, la, right? Yeah. In fact, even for us, like, yeah, we don't review stuff, la, right? I mean, we mm. talk about things. And a lot of times, we just preface it by saying that it's our opinions. La, yeah. yeah. Nobody else's. A lot of it's speculation. This is conspiracy theory, allegations, blah, blah. Mm. We're all just upfront about it. But even then, we feel like if something is sponsored, we need to be very upfront about that. It's yeah, sponsored, yeah. La, right? Yeah, yeah. Even just talking about how we feel or something. Not even reviewing it or trying to give it some objective measure of how good or bad it is. And that's what food reviewers are trying to do, right? Mm. Uh, what is a very... They take what's a very subjective experience of eating and tasting and enjoying food, but try to apply a certain metric to it, like some like a certain star system and all that. Mm. And oh, this one is very good. That's why you must try it, lah. You know. Yeah, la. So when when the whole science of it gets thrown out window because you feel like oh, all you have to do is pay to get into their books, lah, right? Then yeah, lah. That breaks the trust. Again, and plus la. the just the response, la, You know, like the we apologize for any confusion or frustration that the individuals post me, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, come on, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe we're too idealistic, but uh, let's, let's, naive, uh. let's seek out opinions from the crowd. I mean, a lot of people still go on our Reddit uh, to, to you know, voice their opinions about a lot of things we talk about. And we still read them regularly, like, right? Yeah. Uh, responding, of course, depends on how much time we have, you know, in, in between our daily lives, doing high rocks and all that. Mm. But yeah, mm. we I think we would love to hear. Like, do you, actually, do you even use any of these food review sites? When I mean, deciding? sometimes when Googling, like just, okay, like uh, if you want to eat at this place, let's say like someone's birthday or yeah, something, yeah. I will Google. Like, uh, then I'll be like, I have, I have no idea and I'll just ask my wife for help because mm. she's the she's the foodie between the two of us. Like. Okay, but yeah. I do go to these sort of websites. Oh, you do go? Okay. Yeah, I do go to these sort of websites. So it does influence my opinion. Like. Yeah. For me, right, for hawker centers, any place that has certificates or stars and all that, I just basically don't go there. Automatically, oh, yeah. I just feel that it's too... I, I know of so many instances of, of uh, you know, uh, hawker centers, hawker stores or what, paying to have those certificates there. And a lot of times I feel that they also they also don't know better, lah, right? Mm. They, they just think that, oh, this is how social media is done and all that. And a lot of times I've eaten the food and it's come out terrible. So I've actually made it a point not to go to these places with all these like recommendations from especially dubious mm. or not so well-known sites and all. Uh, I, I just feel like a lot of times those are things that you just pay for and they don't think about. Actually, that's a good point. Uh, because like well, while they say that uh, you know they want to help small businesses and hawker centers by making it by by allowing people to pay their way to the top, right? Mm. Then you're hurting the people who maybe don't have the budget too, but really yeah. serve fucking good food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I guess the takeaway is that when you go to a hawker stall and you see a stall that looks good but no stars or anything, don't write it off. Mm, 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 don't write it off. Don't write it off. Maybe they're like, you know what, we don't need these paid reviews. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then when they're sitting there with no customers, they're like, oh shit, maybe we should have paid for the reviews. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, it seems like, I mean, it's when you're doing a business, you do what you can to make things better, like, right? And you pay more exposure. Yeah, if you see other your 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 competitors all like, oh, they're paying they got this, they got that, they have stars, they don't have they have recommendations, stickers mm. and things. 
that makes you think, am I doing everything I can to yeah, maximize my business, you know? So, yeah, that, that's my thing. Like, I've made a point to not eat from those places. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, maybe if anyone's listening from the Seth Louis team, maybe we get Seth Louis on. Actually, it'd be interesting yeah, oh, to hear the, interesting. his perspective. Seth Louis. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Uh, cool. Uh, but from, you know, talking about about one uh, kind of like, I'm going to say, kind of ambiguous uh, business practices, right? Mm. To something that seems a bit more outright uh, and more like, uh, more has demanded more immediate action from the government, right? Mm. What is this uh, industry or place we're talking about? It is the additional announcement by the Ministry of Home Affairs mm. that come March 1st, 2024, the value of prizes for amusement centre games must be less than $100. Mm. Yeah, and operators of amusement centres will be banned from offering cash, cash equivalents, credit or merchant vouchers as prizes. Mm. Or even buying back the prizes, right? Yeah, cash, correct, yeah. correct. Uh, yeah, so... So that 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 was arising from a question uh in in Parliament from an MP Yip Wong Hon Wing mm. uh, about whether MHA will consider implementing age verification um to prevent people from sixteen years or below yep and whether there's any data on the number of students who frequent arcades and their average expenditure mm-hmm. um so Shamugam to, took the fall um and said okay they do not track number of students at amusement centers yeah. or the amount they spend there yep. if they did it would be a bit weird mm. um and that like uh, that that MHA also has observed that more games have elements of chance and uh, more games offer high value prizes mm-hmm. yeah so like uh, were you were you someone who went to arcade last time yeah yeah as a younger kid yeah what games you play um, I mean the usual stuff at Daytona Metal Slug uh, Daytona Street Fighter Street Fighter a uh, little bit of King of Fighters stuff uh. like that yeah. the, the, the arcade boxes like, right? mm. yeah, the cabinets uh. but do you play any of the games that got cash prize or like the claw machine or anything not much uh, not much those I think are more more uh, in the last one two decades like, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the claw machines and now the all these like yeah the cash prize machines and all that yeah, like 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 what what sort of what sort of uh, cash prize machines are there? You mean like actual like money prizes? Uh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They they put like cash in envelopes, and then is it a lot of times it's like um I wouldn't say slot machine, but imagine like wheel of fortune kind of thing. Yeah, where a digital thing goes around, and then oh, and then if it lands on the money, then the the packet drops, and then you got cash. Uh, or even. Something very high value like iPhone, for example, mm. uh, the new, newest iPhones or, or even other gadgets like AirPods or whatever. So it can be quite can be quite pricey stuff lah. But it's it's near impossible to win those things uh. So you think you think this is like oh, the government overstepping too much? Uh, I mean the okay. I think the interesting thing is that, yeah how arcades have shifted from a place where, you know, young people hung out to play games or they didn't just wild their time away, like, right? That's mm. what it was in our days. Like. Mm. You would go to arcade with friends after school and you'd spend hours there. Like, and sometimes you you wouldn't even spend money because you'd be just watching your friends play or watching other people play. And there was some skill involved, especially the fighting games and, and things like that or racing games. And, and then all. there was the dancing one, the, dance, the dance phase revolution. of the dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, it, it's almost like there's a whole social element to it. But nowadays... Um, I mean that there aren't as many arcades, but if there are, like I would say, the arcades are like seventy to eighty percent filled with claw machines, mm. or these, uh, you know, these these machines are more related to chance like, and winning 
money or winning big big value items. So it's much less fun to just hang out there and spend hours and hours there. But there are still yeah. those those other machines, but just few much fewer of them lah. Yeah, but for you, like how like arcade was never a big part of your childhood. Once in a while, la. like whenever uh, I go there, I used to enjoy it, but mm-hmm. yeah, not often. La. Yeah, because uh, yeah. also I mean it was something that uh, was expensive. Mm. Uh, even if you just play one or two, so go in just like just maybe get two dollars and just yeah. have to budget and ration and like okay, where, where to go? Uh, yeah. Because uh, apart from that, just play soccer under void deck, then cannot chase by police. Yeah, that was more fun, right? Yeah, that was more fun. Uh, real life arcade. Yeah, real life arcade. Real life arcade. Uh, but but now now arcade also is very expensive. Going to the arcade is very expensive. Yeah, it's probably more expensive. Yeah, the tokens are much uh. more expensive. You you get to play much less. Just on one token and all. Yes, that. Yeah, sure. But I mean, even looking at the pic- pictures now, because I remember arcade last time was just video games only. Yeah, maybe. It was just video games. And now there's like, fuck man, it looks, it really looks like a miniature, like a casino. youth casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the thing I think the government is trying to stop here. Like that you young people, uh, you know, go into this very casino-esque atmosphere. Mm. And, you know, there's the buildup of that muscle, of that muscle of like, the muscle memory of like enjoying uh, these dopamine inducing games and then like the joy of like uh, the lights flashing at you and, and you know possibility of winning something yeah and then leading to them later becoming you know slot machine uh, slot machine addicts for yeah. their life la. yeah because initially when I saw the article I was like hey, this one like just just let 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 things naturally like mm. curb itself but I'm looking at the pictures now I'm like oh my god it really looks like a casino yeah where yeah. people have like baskets where they can put their stuff in yeah. and they just sit down there. Yeah. And then, and then the, even the claw machines also, right? There's yeah. so much um, there's so much manipulation that goes into like the strength of the claws and mm. all that that you are, you are you're so led into this sense of like belief that you can actually get get it. But the thing just can't, those claws usually can barely even pick anything up, you know? Yeah. They're so weak and so like uh the springs uh, are loose and everything already. Uh. And yeah. I think there was a CNA, there was a quite interesting CNA um, documentary mm. where they really took like these claw machine experts and pitted them against people who didn't have experience with claw machines uh. and just put them side by side. Like, like is there a statistical difference if you give each of them like, $100? Yeah. Can the experts really win that much more than the than the amateurs? Mm. And uh, honestly, it was, if I remember correctly, it was a very small amount uh, that the is experts it? had. Yeah, it's a very small amount. So for all you, you you say about them being experts and the amount of time that they've spent on it, right? At the end of the day, the, the house wins. Uh, the house wins. It's the claw machine that, that wins, uh, you know? Oh, shit. So it, it's... Everything is like... It's it just pointed towards like like a casino, like getting people to come and, you know, have this hope and belief that they can game the system or beat the system. And then they, yeah, like, they spend lots of money there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I'm reading an article, they also have like prizes like, like what you said, iPhone, like, right? iPhone. But that means in future, cannot. Like. Cannot, like, $100. $100. But if you think about $100, like, that, that is one aspect of the law, of the, this new law, which uh, a bit surprising to me. Like, $100 is really little by by arcade standards these days. Like. Is it? I mean, consider For a student? How, yeah, but consider how much you need to spend to actually try and win something these days, right? Yeah. You could easily spend $100 at an arcade in, in just like one sitting, like, you know. Mm. Each each token is 2 to $3 at a time, you know. Each try at the, the claw machine, 2 to $3 at least. So it's just like $100, wow. I mean, it's... it's uh, given this inflationary pressures we are facing in Singapore, hundred dollars is smaller. <laughs> so yeah. must account for 
like after GST increase will be hundred and nine dollars. Yeah. Eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking something more akin to like okay, like two three hundred dollars. At least you can still be, maybe win like Apple AirPods or something. But like I mean, that. they interviewed this one person, polytechnic student, yeah, twenty one years old, who said she normally spends up to three hundred and forty dollars a month on these games. Yeah, using her pocket money and internship. Yeah, but. To win a pair of iPods, mm-hmm. which costs like $150, she's already spent $300. Exactly, yeah. No, so like it, it goes against what you're saying about $100 being too low. People will still spend. I think it's the thrill of it. No? No, yeah, yeah. No, no, so yeah, I'm saying that the if, if anyone, it hurts the people who enjoy playing it, right? Mm. Where the value of the price that they can win is really even smaller now. Oh. So that, I mean... Uh, Okay, like, maybe, but maybe that is the whole intention, like, right? To get people to be less incentivized to play the games. Don't yeah. spend $340, spend, spend $40, you know, maximum a month. But but I feel like a lot of people who go there to play the games, you know, uh, would you would you say that they are like, kind of like, you know, casino casino gamblers? Would you put them in the same category? People who enjoy budding playing? La, budding. Budding, yeah. Budding. But isn't it more, isn't it a bit more... It, is better than being in a casino, right? Better in what way? I mean, a casino is outright. It's just like you're, you're basically a machine. But this is worse. Like, casino, you go in, there's an expectation. Right? That's why they're more mm. stringent. You can't allow people below a certain age, right? Mm. This, no, this one, arcade yeah, feels this, like it's worse. Kids, yeah, 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 it's like a happy true. meal for a casino. That's it's true. a gateway. It's gateway. Yeah. Yes, gateway. Yeah, gateway drug. But yeah. I mean, Shamugam is the one who's like fronting the ministry that is clamping down. La. Gateways on gateways. Right. Gateway gateways or arcades. Thing, well, then next time people go abroad to get their arcade fix. Uh, probably already do. Yeah. I think like if you've been to Japan, have you been to... Yeah, the punchinko, punchinko machines, right? Not punchinko just those machines. machines, but even just going to an arcade in mm. Japan, like uh, the, you know, the, the building with that Sega, the Sega building. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really five floors of like Five or six floors of non-stop just like arcade machines, claw machines, every kind of machine that can draw you in for hours like, and hours, mm. you know? And uh, it is a money uh, a money sink. Like you go there and you, you will end up spending money. Uh, will you win anything? Depends on, on your luck. Like, it's, right? like, it's like 40 and total, like, right? Yeah, but much more seductive. Like. 40 and total, I mean, buying 40 and total is not like a hey, the previous winner just got 13 million. I don't know. No, money is great. Yeah. But the experience of buying it is not fun. You queue uh. up, you can think 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 about life. Think about life. Oh. Yeah, but this one, like, you go to the arcades, like flashing lights, you know, everything, interesting pictures. I mean, it plays on the the how you say, uh, the the belief that oh, this you're gonna this today's gonna be the day. Yeah. It was like yeah. dating apps last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Honestly, yeah, yeah. dating yeah. apps, you every time you open the app, you're like, okay, I'm gonna meet, I'm gonna meet the yeah. person. But so many times you're just disappointed. Yeah, yeah. But by speaking of dating apps, um, and apps in general, right? A lot mm. of people are saying that why why even bother with this? Because this dating is a, apps? No, no, no. As in like banning the, the oh. prices in these arcade machines. Because how many people go to arcades versus how many people are on their mobile phones spending on loot boxes and shit like that on mobile games, mm. right? Loot boxes, the bane of like uh gamers. I mean mm. to me like the bane of gaming, right? Yeah. Uh, where they just yeah, it's, it's basically like, even when you play FIFA or something. Now there is a you pay la. There's a pay to win kind of thing going on lah. Where you pay for the best player, the best upgrades to finish like first on the World Cup, second on the World yeah, Cup, yeah, or third. Exactly. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you pay, you basically have to pay to just get to a point where if you play online, you have some you know footing to play with other people mm. And then when you play with people, you realize hey, they all they all paid and got everything, all the upgrades already. So but, it's not even a fair playing field. Eh? But they want different uh, because arcade it is it needs to be a physical space that is built 
Yeah. That is almost in some way approved by the government mm. and the authorities. Uh. Game, you get the phone, people can say, hey, but you, why use your phone for gaming? It's not meant for that. Yeah. That's like yeah. saying like, hey, Terrence, don't, don't drink too much beer. Mm. You mm. have your mouth. Yeah. But what you put in, in your mouth is up to you. Uh, correct. So I, I guess, yeah, like, the government they can control what happens in arcades right? yeah, because yeah. they're physical spaces and it's harder to control games. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that there's a lot more conditioning of our young people going on on mobile games than there is in our actual arcades. Because mm-hmm. like, I had the loot boxes in games are a horrible thing. Like. Mm. You know what these loot boxes are? Like? I know, I know, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times you pay and it's like a casino. Like. What comes out of the box that you pay for? upgrades that you get do you get Messi do you get Ronaldo or do you get just get some you know other players so it's a mechanic know. that is present in a lot of games like, right? it is, yeah, yeah. and it's really bad it's some, there are some sports series like NBA 2K where it's really horrible levels like even to, you know like you have an avatar in the game and all that even mm. just to get a bloody haircut Sometimes you want a certain hairstyle, you have to go. You have to have certain the currency to go and play it oh is it yeah and you can of course you can play the game to get that currency right but you gotta play like hundred hours just to get a little bit of currency and maybe it allows you to get a haircut or just a, a small upgrade. And so we, they offer the option, oh, why don't you pay to to get up those upgrades? And sometimes you pay already, it's not even, you don't even get like the upgrade, you get a chance to get the upgrade. There's a, there's a have casino you, metric. Have you, ever, have you ever bought something for an upgrade in a game? I have, I have, yeah, yeah. For but, what kind of game? Uh, Like some, probably some, uh, uh, one of those shooters or something like that, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So just just to try it out in those early days, lah, right? I think yeah. like what you were saying about how your your default approach now is you, anytime you see a store with stars and all, yeah. right, you avoid. Yeah. For me, once you know, I'll download a game, lah. Uh, one uh, moment they say you pay for it, I'm like, fuck it, delete it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fuck it, de- delete it. Because I think also like I think thankfully the games that I the few games that I have finished yeah. is you pay upfront to download and then yeah, there's yeah. no. Nothing inside lah. Tinder lah, Tinder. Tinder got any... Tinder, last time I paid no. Oh, to do what? For the Tinder goal. <laughs> where you Which can swipe in overseas countries. Oh. You can take back a swipe. Okay. You okay, can prioritize them. a swipe. Uh, I tried it all, what man. What does prioritize, prioritizing a swipe mean? That means when the person you swipe on, yeah. uh, they you will pop up like, First, oh, like ranking lah, like ranking. Uh, and you pay for, it's like a subscription service. It's like, for. if you swipe right, you swipe right with a star. Ah, uh, subscription service, <laughs> and then like if you if you pay, you get to swap in other countries. Yeah. yeah so there yeah. was at least once or twice before traveling when yeah. I was single. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be there for a few days. Let me pay and start swiping in that country ahead of time. Uh, so that when I match, I hit the ground running. Uh, so it's like oh, it's a paid thing. Fucking Tinder goal. Oh, that's a pay to play element plus the loot box element is in the in in yeah. Tinder itself. It's Every just day you open Tinder. is a loot box. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Brilliant. Yeah, so I paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid. But it worked out, la, worked out. Right. Yeah, not, not on Tinder, la, oh, Bumble. Tinder. Okay, Bumble. Shout out to yeah, Bumble. Yeah, yeah. I didn't pay. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Bumble, man. But yeah, do you think do you think um there's overstepping of boundaries like for the government to do this? I don't like, think of, so. Uh. Of all things to go and focus on, like why this? Because I think when it comes to younger folk, right? Yeah. I think if it can be enforced, I think it's good. La. Okay. Yeah, just because it's your younger I don't know. Just feels like I'm. I'm less about if it's like adults and all that. Then I'm like, okay lah. There the yeah. are other things. But if it's younger kids, I think it's worthwhile. Mm. But then, uh, what about people saying that this will kill the arcade industry? You know, like less people going and then everything. I'm okay with that also. 
death of another industry is okay. No, I won't kill lah. It would like cause it to... Then maybe it's a way of differentiating, right? Mm. If your arcade cannot offer big prizes anymore and you're losing that customer thing, thing yeah. there, then you focus on like the games itself. Mm. Um, and, and I think any business goes through that. You, at yeah. certain points, there are certain things that happen, certain things that you can't out of your control, then you have to evolve. Yeah. Or maybe having some like lobbying for some kind of age limitations on mm. certain things, right? Like I think there are sections of the arcade that one day I would still want to like bring my kid to go and check mm. out, right? Mm. You know, some of the game stuff and, and all. Uh, but there are sections that I feel like, hey, this is obviously, you watch, when you watch a kid like, you know, get into that mode of like, whoa, this is so exciting and you watch how their eyes just light up. Then you realize, oh shit, the conditioning is happening yeah, in front of you. Happening. And and that's why maybe it's it's quite dangerous here where the arcade is like everything is mixed in together. Lo. It's a bit yeah. like you know, like how sponsored posts being mixed in with like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when like, you know, a normal fun like fighting game or whatever or a racing game is mixed in together with all these chance related games. Uh-huh. Then you sort of just like lump everything together and, and you don't really yeah, it's kind of dangerous. Yeah. Recently, I saw this trend on TikTok. Uh, is your dog an iPad boy or something like that? Oh, is it? What is like, it? basically, there are games now for dogs. Oh, really? <laughs> where there's a little bug that appears on the screen and oh, they yeah. lick it and they yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Then I was thinking, hmm, I'm going to ask Terrence what he thinks about this. Uh. Like, for mm. a dog to play an iPad game. Because you're owner of two, yes, two dogs. Yes, yes. I don't even, is that even, I, I've never tried, but I'm not even sure if that's possible. Like, I, I was under this impression that dogs can't watch screens. No, you go on TikTok, you see them like there's this bug on screen, then they'll lick it or with their with their paw or something like that. I gotta check it out. La, they can't I'm, watch screens. What yeah, do you mean? Like their like their vision is not uh, equipped to like watch like screens, like LED screens or it's too bright or something like that. La. I mean maybe because I think I think it's an app specifically for dogs. Okay. So maybe they dim it down or they have a certain configuration. Yeah, because what, what dogs see is contrast. Contrast yeah, is what So it's very dog. it's very contrasty. Yeah, like. So if, but if everything is very bright, as in as in like an L L C D screen uh. or something. That's why I find I, I thought that it's very hard for them to No, if you see. look at the videos, it's normally like a dark interface with like this bright bug floating oh, around. Okay. Uh. Maybe, yeah, maybe so but that means like the dog they they they're them cute, uh, you know. But uh, how you feel uh, about that? Uh? Uh, I mean, they they won't get addicted as easily, la. Yo, some of the dogs they're really damn passionate, la. Yeah, but but dogs are very smart, la. They they actually learn things very fast, and once they learn, they they do it a few times to get bored of it quickly or so, la. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they don't have that. The humans, for some reason, we we're in. It's inbuilt in us to like you know build have these addictions build up and become like really like specialists or experts at, at certain kinds of things, Ah. I maybe mean, I mean it's an evolutionary thing. Maybe it makes us like you know there we specialize in certain and you very very yeah unique techniques so that we can work together as a team and all that. Uh, but a lot of times these games are using that uh, evolutionary advantage to their own advantage, right? Mm. Yeah. You, yeah, you go and see the the TikTok dog. I'll thing, check it out. Uh, check it, uh, out, check yeah. it out. Maybe I'll use it to entertain my dogs. They're very bored maybe, at yeah. home, yeah. Just, yeah, that's what you say. It always starts with just entertaining <laughs> me. Always starts with entertaining. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. But yeah. Cool. Um, moving on to our one shook thing. Yes. Uh, what is your one shook thing, man? Uh one shook thing. Uh, uh, it was a, it was no, a one shook comment. Your one one shook comment, comment. One yeah. shook comment. Uh, I think on a previous episode, uh, there was someone who googled our contact yeah. and then couldn't find it, and mm. we mentioned briefly, like, oh, should we have a website or not? We have at least one very passionate response yeah. from Harish Pillay. 
Yeah. Uh, Harish spelled with an I. Mm. Uh, Harish and Terence, please get a website going. It can be the launchpad to all your other sites. Having a website allows your content to also be archived mm. on web archive for posterity. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, yeah, like, it's, at some point, I think we will have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe when we start mixing sponsored content with non-sponsored <laughs> content and increase our revenue, yeah. then we can consider. Then we can. Then we yeah. can consider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was that was my my one show comment. That's funny. Yeah, you. Uh, mine was actually a in person interaction mm. with a yellow butt listener. Uh, I think it's on Reddit or something. But then, ho, uh, the post is superstar struck when bumped into Terence today. Haha. <laughs> so what actually happened was that I was actually at Don Don Donkey, uh, running around Don Don Donkey with my kid, trying to find the sweet potato. You know they have a mm. Don Don Donkey, and I was very flustered because I couldn't find it. And I was trying to to, you know, uh, bring, uh, shepherd my kid around. Mm. Then someone just came out, hey, Terrence. And uh, yeah, it was it was uh, one of our long-time listeners, but then Ho. Uh, and then I think she just introduced herself as but then Ho. Mm. So at first I was like, oh, I, I felt a bit awkward because like, uh, I wanted to say, oh, no, my the podcast we do is called Yala But. Mm. Not but then oh. Then I realized, oh, she was referring to the fact uh, that her Reddit, her Reddit uh. name is but then Ho. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, it was quite cool to 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 actually meet uh someone that's been on Reddit and all that in person uh for the first time lah. I see. Uh, but I was very I was very all over the place because I was running around with my kid in, uh, in the very crowded don don donkey or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting experience. But it made your it made your weekend lah. No, it was nice. It was nice to I I I said thank you for saying hi, man. Because it's always nice when people like who listen come and say hi. Because a lot of times we do this and we uh. Yeah, it's hard for us to really know. What we wonder whether it's just us yeah. listening to each other, like. Us talking to each other. And yeah. Like, is it is it Harish clicking on a YouTube link? Refresh, refresh, refresh until <laughs> it's like got thousands of views. No, like, but right? you have to refresh with different IP also. Oh, is it? Because it doesn't register as a view. Oh. So wow. yeah, I don't have a thousand different computers. Okay, like. okay. Or VPNs or whatnot. Yeah. yeah, man. But yeah, so it's cool. Like, please do say hi if you do see us around the solar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, and the one show thing. Yes. Uh. What what is your one shook thing? Let me pull my. Uh, my one shook thing is um, there's this YouTuber who I know has been controversial in the past. Mm. Uh, Penguin Z Zero. Okay. Uh, like he does reaction videos and and stuff like that. But uh, I just found out like a few weeks ago that he actually has a uh his own comic mm. called mm. God Slap. God um, Slap. God Slap. Uh, okay. yeah. And I caught wind of it through one of the newsletters that I that I subscribe to. And basically, it is like full on. They have like uh, how many issues? They have a bunch of issues, and it really mm. looks like a legit comic, lah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, normally it's always nice to see how content creators evolve and come up with stuff uh-huh. that is a different format or basically some sort of uh product, lah. And yeah. aside from just t-shirts and mugs and all. Like this one, he actual comic and it looks damn legit. I think it's a uh, bad egg, uh, is his brand. Okay. And yeah, the God Slap comics look look insane. And the article I read was like, oh, is this like the new Marvel? Because mm. he has thirteen point eight million followers on YouTube, so he's quite a big, uh, creator. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought, yeah, hey, kudos to him, man. Like fucking mm. doing a comic, and he has talked about it on his podcast before. I think yeah. back in yeah. July twenty twenty one, he talked about the biggest thing he has ever done. Mm-hmm. Um and and yeah, it's pretty pretty damn cool, man. Mm-hmm. God slap, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. My what one show more, thing yeah. is an experience that you and I both went through recently. Mm. Uh, it's actually the LKY experience. 
Oh. Uh, that we were we got to see a preview of lah. That is yeah. now is now public lah. Yeah. Uh, if if anyone doesn't know, it's basically LKY's hundredth birth anniversary this year. Mm. And there's a there's a whole slate of events celebrating this occasion. And one of which one of one of which is uh is an exhibition about mm. LKY's life lah. Right. That is actually held at uh, Princep Street at the what used to be the elections department mm. building, mm. a three story, a three or four story complex. It's mm. now converted into exhibition space, uh, detailing events of LKY's life uh, in a three D space. Uh, mm. right? So you and I both got to experience it recently. Uh, I found it uh, quite fascinating that 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 there were a lot of uh, aspects of it which I was like, wow, I didn't know that people were very into, so into this, like, right? Mm. Uh, I think the one thing that I found the uh, funniest was this, there was this uh, whack-a-mole game that you could play. Mm. That, that I think that we had, you you played, like, right? Yeah, yeah. But instead of whack-a-mole, it's a whack a economic problem that, yeah. that Lee Kuan Yew was faced in the 60s, <laughs> like, right? So it's pretty funny because it was like little boxes saying, oh, what, like... Uh, well, GDP decrease. GDP decrease. Inflation. Inflation. Yeah. Uh, what, like racial tension. Right? Yeah. And then they just came out as whack-a-mole, as a whack-a-mole game and then Harish was just whacking them on the wall and all that. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, a lot of interesting uh, interpretations of the Lee Kuan Yew uh, experience, right? Mm-hmm. The Lee Kuan Yew life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for good and bad, for good and bad, right? I think uh, obviously Lee Kuan Yew is a very respected man but also there, there are aspects of his life that, that people also want to look at it with a closer eye. Mm. But I do encourage everyone to just go and check out this ex- experience if you can also, if you can afford it and whatever. Try sponsored, it sponsored comment. Uh, sponsored comment. Uh, no, no, not sponsored. Not sponsored. Uh. I, I was glad to experience it. Mm. Because I feel like um, Singapore stories, when, uh, you know, more of them need to be told and they need to be told in a different fashion or so. Mm. So this was an interesting way for for that, for that like, where it's very Instagrammable. That's what I would say, right? It's mm. very beautiful, mm. very Instagrammable sections. And uh, yeah, it, I think it's it's worth checking out like, if you're if you're in, into these kind of uh, live experiences. Huh? Yeah. Mm. How was it for you? Uh, it was, was alright. Okay. It was alright. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's nice that that um, they try to kind of make it a bit more engaging, mm, where mm. you can actually experience it and not just watch a documentary or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. So I, I I actually would hope that there are more experiences like that mm. in the future, like, of local stories or today. Today's LKY experience. Maybe tomorrow is like the Shanti Pereira experience or something, you know. Talking about how she overcame it. The Yalabad experience, lah. <laughs> oh, yes, the Yalabad experience. The Yalabad right, experience, right. lah. Yeah, 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 you yeah. go there and you, whatever you say, someone will argue with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And after that, someone will reach your pocket and steal $200,000 from you, lah, right? Yes, correct, correct, correct. The Yalabad experience. Wow, the trauma. Yeah, man. But yes, that's my one cool. thing. Awesome. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah. It's going to be a busy week this week, but we'll still try and be coming out with another app later. Like. Yeah, because yeah. we'll be at the event, uh, yes. Tech Week Singapore, yes. uh, which is happening 11th and 12th October. Yeah. We're going to be speaking. We're going to have a booth. Registration yeah. is free. Yeah. There's going to be like 25,000 people there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we'll put a link to get the tickets in the show notes. Mm. Cool, man. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for so, listening. No.